first of all, our body is a portal for manifestation and women don't know. We have been so turned off by patriarchal living. We don't even have the access to like the goddess, the witch, the queen that naturally lives inside of all of us. Now let the magic begin. Hello, hello, and Jaima, Jaimaiomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul, a soul expanding podcast. Sponsors of this episode are in the show notes, along with how to connect with today's guest and myself and your own magic soul fam. I love, I value, I respect, fiery unapologetic women like today's guest, Jocelyn Kelly Reed. And this episode felt like I was on the phone chatting with a girlfriend. It was so fun to connect with this phenomenal woman. And Jocelyn helps spiritual women understand what it means to collapse timelines. The quantum way, that's her thing, is the quantum healing, quantum leaping. And we touched on that. It was beautiful to hear her story and what happened that made her unlock her psychic gifts and heal her codependency, heal health complications and old limiting beliefs about money that didn't serve her anymore. Now Jocelyn navigates and helps others navigate this masculine dominant world where feminine wisdom has been suppressed but is so deeply needed, especially to dance and balance both the energies together in business and in love and in life. And in this episode, Jocelyn talks about how to operate the feminine way and move through life as a turned on woman and the importance of healing trauma to attract your manifestations and unlocking psychic gifts and embodiment work and how body wisdom reflects our mind, body, spirit and how to embrace the medicine woman in all of us. And like I said, we sprinkle in some quantum leaping along with spells, which I'd like to dive in deeper with her. So I'm having her back on again soon to chat more about that with you. Also, during that time, I was infatuated with the idea of going to New York. And we talk a lot about the energy of New York and also the energy of LA. I love her comparisons of the two. And I must say, am I still craving New York? A bit, but I am happy where I'm at. Plus, I'm not too far from the ocean. I was just spending so much time at the ocean last week. I'm pretty content, but I must say that yes, the city life does sound a little nice. I'm not gonna lie. Of course, I could only do that for a short period, but it's interesting when we crave certain energies because we ourselves may be feeling an imbalance within us or around us and my energy is so feminine dominant that I think that that is why I was craving that masculine energy and so Jocelyn talks about the tango of the masculine and feminine in life and in business and in love and so I hope that you enjoy this episode and with all that being said let's get on with the show shall we? Now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Jocelyn Kelly Reed. 
Jocelyn, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am so grateful and so happy to be here. I've really been deeply looking forward to this conversation. So thank you so much for having me. Me too. Me too. What is lighting you up most in this season of your life? Ooh, I love that question. <laughs> I, would how I, begin the <laughs> I would say something that I've been reflecting on recently is how much peace I feel inside my body and inside my life in ways that I absolutely did not have access to. You know, when you have those feelings like, wow, the work works and you've been showing up for everything. Mm -hmm. And then you realize like, oh, I'm a different person. This is kind of what I was praying for. Mm -hmm. It's like (laughs) flow finally happens and it feels like everything's aligning. Yeah. And even when something gets sticky, because, you know, it's life, we're human. Life. My Mm -hmm. body doesn't – like, so I used to have really, but like, level 10 anxiety, could barely sleep, that kind of stuff years ago. And I just don't like everything now feels like you got it. You can handle it. You're good. You know, that's good because you've been doing so much work. And also, I bet it has a little bit to do with helping a lot of other people as well. For some reason, that's something that eases my anxiety. I know we're going to talk a lot about different practices today that likely help ease it a bit. Yeah, you're right. It makes a huge difference. I always tell my clients, I'm like, you will see. But when you step forward, to help others heal, grow, and whatever your zone of genius is or zones, you change too. It's like the effect, it goes back and forth 100%. I want to hear about your zone of geniuses. I love that term. And I would just love to hear all about your story and your spiritual journey and how you got to where you are today and what led you to find your zone of genius. Absolutely. So I'm an intuitive business and abundance coach and feminine healer. I would say my zones of genius are definitely business and money and feminine power. All of my work is for women. I have a couple men in there, which is always fun, but I speak speak towards women and really helping us learn how to step into the lives that, you know, the bank accounts, the businesses, the life, the love, everything that is that we desire the feminine way and to really like deprogram from all this matrix, patriarchal, linear programming that we all have that's so abundant in our society to be able to really receive and work with our own energy and really like turn on as women and be happy and like Mm -hmm. vibe that way instead of trying so hard. Absolutely. You are all about tapping into this feminine way, this feminine energy. So how can we operate this feminine way? Do you mind describing this more and how we move through life as a turned on woman? I love that term. (laughs) So. I really feel, you know, we learn a lot about manifestation and in my journey. So I started out, the way I got here is through a pretty substantial five-year rock bottom. I live in New York now. I used to live in LA. I originally worked in finance in San Francisco. I did one of those like quit your job, have no idea where you're landing, no plans, and I just moved to LA. (laughs) Uh Yeah, you know how that can go Uh either way. (laughs) Oh, I do. Yep. Been there. But it was part of the plan. But I, at that time, wasn't spiritual. I wasn't awake. I was like your classic, like, go go to good school, get a good job, have the boyfriend, you know? (laughs) And I had no idea. So when I got there, I was in a pretty toxic up and down, I would call it situationship more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And it's wild that he came into my life because when I look back, I know what happened. It was like he 
since I was so emotionally addicted to him, that's when I found out exactly how codependent I was. I discovered all of my trauma. I honestly didn't even know about trauma before this. This was during my Saturn return. I had a really intense psychic awakening. Like I was having premonition dreams about everything he was going to do, including getting in other relationships and leaving them. Like every big move he would make, it was wild. I it happens even I dreamt about his engagement to the woman that he's engaged to now. It's crazy. <gasps> no, it's wild how heartbreak and being emotionally entangled with somebody can awaken you as well. But you also find your independence in this way. Oh, yeah. And it was just, I mean, I was addicted the way that you would, how other people are addicted to substances. I experienced it emotionally. Right, right. It was wild. And then that led to this crazy psychic addiction. And then I had a psychic awakening. I mean, psychic addiction. Literally. It was bad. I'm I'm so curious. Oh, no. Wait, why? How was it bad? Because it was literally like a drug addiction. I was like blowing through my money on that. I mean, it's ridiculous. (sighs) But it's it's the honest truth. Right, right, right. I was having my own awakening, so I was so confused. I mean, I was literally seeing spirits, hearing spirits, mm. having dreams of like all white light. It was hard for me to be in public because I could feel everyone's energy. I could hear things that were really far away. I was literally waking up hearing voices. And this all happened. It's one thing when you're like, mm, I want to step deeper into my intuition. This hit me like a ton of bricks out of nowhere. I feel like someone's listening and can completely relate to this as there's a lot of people that have tapped into their psychic gifts that are listening. But it's wild how some people just hits you and it really consumes your life. But how did you end up grounding into this? It took me a long time because I didn't know. And instead of stepping into my own gift, like I was receiving the messages all along. I was like addicted to other psychics who really didn't have my best interest at heart, but really it's my own problem. It's dangerous, honestly. Yes, it is. It is. It's really dangerous, especially if you're in the type of emotional place that I was in with no Mm. support. Right. You know, I didn't even know what kind of help to get. I was like a completely different person. So... And I, and I didn't know to listen to myself. I was getting the messages all along. It was clear as day what was going on. I just didn't get it. And ultimately, I got sick. I switched jobs a bunch of times. I was literally like hanging on by a thread financially when I had previously been very successful. I And I wound up with fibroids. But I mean, really, I had when I had surgery, I had 37 fibroids. <gasps> oh, my word. Wow. And so my body was clearly screaming for me to wake up. And that did wake me up. <laughs> yeah. As I hope it would anyone, honestly, ladies, please don't wait as long as I did at that time. Because obviously the sign, my periods had started getting so heavy. And I don't know. I was so asleep that I wasn't even just doing things about my health or myself that seems so obvious now. Yeah. It's literally like being in a trance. I mean, I really was unwell. Right. It's like you're under this completely different reality, the spell. Then you woke up from that. I did. And so, and I was living, you know, LA works for a lot of people. It is not stabilizing for me. And I was just (laughs) not at all. So, you know, and I lived in West Hollywood and I felt so tuned into like, you know, there's a lot of lost dreams in Los Angeles. There's a lot of yeah. darkness in Los Angeles, as much as it's also yeah, fun yes. and by the beach. There's it's very there's a lot of duality. 
there. There's a lot of energy there that is, like you said, the last dreams. And it's like the entities are almost wandering around. It felt like that. Yeah. Or these celebrities that everybody like idol worships who are miserable and committing suicide Mm -hmm. and having overdoses. And like, there's just a lot going on. It's very layered energetically in LA. And I always felt that like New York is really grounding for me, which is interesting because obviously a lot of people get overwhelmed here. That's interesting. By the way, side note, so I lived in LA for eight years, so I totally understand what you're talking about, the energy, and I lived all around LA, all the cities. But for whatever reason lately, even though I've been in nature and just like grounding here, I've been feeling I've never, ever, ever, Jocelyn, felt a call to New York, but I've had the strongest call to New York lately, and I don't know why. I'm so happy here. This is the first of all the places I've lived. And I do live in Brooklyn, so it's more chill. Fun. Um, but close to the city. Of I, This is where I feel at home, for sure. Okay, that was my fault for getting sidetracked. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes the messages just yes. come through other people. We don't know when it's going to happen. I'm loving your story, so I almost can't help myself. I love it. So that woke me up. I had to leave my job and get well, and I had gotten a period that would not go away, and I couldn't have surgery until I was well enough for surgery, or else I was going to have to get a blood transfusion during surgery, and I refused to do that. Mm, Wait, what do you mean you have a period that wouldn't go away? Because I had my fibroids were so bad that like my uterus did not know to be like, hey, the period's over. Oh, that's what I thought. Oh, man. So I was just literally bleeding to the point I could barely walk. Wow. Literally. Yeah. I almost fainted one day at CVS going to pick up my medicine. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that was – but it sounds awful, but honestly, I had nothing to do but wake the hell up. So I was on the sofa for months getting well enough for them. So they got me to stop bleeding so I could have surgery. I found Louise Hay. Oh. I looked up the energetic reason for fibroids. It was all around – because you know how she naturally healed herself from cancer? Mm-hmm. And she has all of these, like, philosophies on the reasons that we get yes. sick. And it was all romantic shame. And I was like, of course. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts 
all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Oh, I was going to ask actually if you knew what the fibroids were due to Louise Hayes' theories about this. And it does seem to really align with a lot of people. Exactly. And so it had to do with romantic shame. Yep. And that's obvious. Wow. And that clicked in so deeply. And then at that, I had already been on a trip to New York and I really had wanted to move to New York, but there was just literally no way that I could see how we were going to do this financially. But then it was like, I had my surgery, I got better. And I had such an incredible recovery. Like I got my energy around my wellness and that worked really fast. And then I wound up putting my energy around New York. I was like, I am not getting another job in LA. Like you know when you have those points in your life where you're so firm and you're so clear and like there's no other options, Absolutely. how those are the things that always work out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just experiencing this. Yeah. And it's it sometimes takes us a while. Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes call them our fuck this moments where you're like, no, I am not having anything but yep. this, period, the end. Yep. You're showing the universe. Yeah. I mean, that energetic certainty is such a big deal, but sometimes we have to, it's like, it's a process to learn not to need to rock bottom out to rise. Like obviously what I described was a the most, I mean, because this whole period in LA was like five years. This was a long time. Um, was the largest rock bottom of my life, you know, and I did manifest the money to move to New York and I got my dream apartment and all the things. And it's not like I was totally well when I got here, but I started to get on path and I started to really discover manifestation. I was just putting myself out there in new ways and doing all this research and all the things. And I ultimately did find Lacey Phillips work and Mm -hmm. I learned a lot more about trauma and all that kind of stuff. That was definitely my introduction to this world after Louise Hay. And so I started creating what I want. And like at first I thought that I wanted, you know, I had a 15 years of sales and marketing experience. I thought that I wanted to do business consulting and I had had manifested this opportunity. And I remember it paid me my full rent in a few hours. And I was like, why am I busting my ass in a job? Like what's going on? And I live in New York. It's not cheap, you know? And I was like, okay, we're on to something. And then I was actually on her podcast sharing my story around her work. I didn't have a business, nothing. This was just literally related to my life. And I had manifested that without any intention at all. I just wrote it down one day. And I guess it was just part of the divine plan, you know? And I, when so many women reached out to me and were so moved by my personal story, 
I was like, like I, you know how you don't know you're interesting <laughs> until people were like, I was had been so ashamed of that insane story. Right. It, you know, now I'm like, wow, it was all part of the plan. But yeah. imagine at the time, and I'm not, I wasn't used to sharing it professionally the way that I am now. You know. And so I had like a total vulnerability hangover after talking about it. But anyway, yeah, all these women reached out to me and I'd wanted to help people. I'd already had this awareness, like I want to help actual people, not just businesses. And then I just honestly started. And I didn't start out going like, oh, I'm going to teach women how, women how to do business the feminine way. I just, I had, it was almost a good thing. I had no exposure to the coaching world or any of that. So I also had like no programming around how things are supposed to go, you know? I just, and I have been coached a ton since, but in a way when I started, it was just me doing what I wanted to do. And I, my financial journey has been very rapid and it's also in my chart too. It's wild. Every time I have have an astrology, I had this wild astrology reading last week. It's all in the stars are kind of like, (laughs) it's always all in the stars. And so the reason, so my Chiron is near my Venus and something to do with my money and also by my Venus, my love life. And she was like, where you have your Chiron is like your greatest points of power. You know, the places where you're intended to transform the most in this life. So no wonder I financially destroyed myself to then become very successful. And right, love has been such a wild journey. And she was like, and you're literally here to be like help other women I don't really I don't actively teach about love. I haven't yet called in my partner. When I do, I it'll feel more embodied and sure, but so many women manifest love inside my containers and engagements and so it's insane. Because of this receiving is receiving. So I just started it everything just started chan- like obviously I was coached and everything started channeling through me and I started to see you know, I probably had, I don't know, my first 13K months, 60 days in. By six months in, I was doing 30K months. By the end of that year, I was doing 50K months. I had my first 100K month in year two. Like, it didn't make any sense, you know? <laughs> I wasn't – and I it's not – I didn't have some crazy following. I had a little less than 3,000 Instagram followers this whole time, you right. know? You don't need a big following. No, that's like the biggest line in the game. Yeah. Obviously, bigger audience, fantastic, yeah. but it's not required and it doesn't matter if you haven't really learned everything else anyway, you know? I'm into like adding things to an engine that's already working, yep. you know, not trying to worry about vanity metrics. But anyhow, I was like, what am I doing? And I just kept having these like deeper level awakenings, deeper level awakenings. And I just created work around like what I was channeling and what I was doing. And I found the relationship to my body, like I started channeling spells. It was like magic. I always call myself like a modern day medicine woman. And so many of us, and even though, right, when you see, like, you see me, I'm not like some super ethereal, yada, yada, like, you know, the classic spiritual woman that we're shown on the internet. I have (laughs) to interject. First of all, yes. I mean, like, there is this quote-unquote stereotype, but I have to interject because when I received your headshots, I literally thought, oh, my gosh, she is an ethereal angel. Like, they are so oh, beautiful. Okay. So I'm, I'm serious. We never see ourselves sometimes as we are, but I'm just letting you know. 
Oh, thanks. Well, I guess I'm not I'm not very boho. You know, I think that's what I think. Oh, fair. Fair. Ethereal. That's fair. No, but you have this radiance to you that's very ethereal. And I think it's only natural because of all the work you do on yourself and also for others. Oh, you should see me from before to now. It's the glow up from doing the inside job is <laughs> insane that's all you need it's insane and so I really found right like how to I started working with energy I started working with money I started working with my whole practice is like what I has channeled through me ultimately and where I landed you know teaching all these women doing all these different programs all the things I was like wow manifest first of all our body is a portal for manifestation And women don't know. We have been so turned off by patriarchal living. We don't even have the access to like the goddess, the witch, the queen that naturally lives inside of all of us. I have to ask you, how do we embrace? I love this idea of our medicine woman. We all have this. We all have it. How do we embrace and tap into this? So for me, things just started channeling through. So I have this mastermind, Feminine Magic and Menu, where we do a lot of this specific kind of work. And it was like, Things just, I received this really powerful, do you know who Oshun is, the goddess? Yeah. So I had this really intense Oshun activation while I was on a vacation in Miami. Literally, there was a hurricane. I flooded the bathtub. Like, you know, she's like the goddess of the sweet waters and everything. And water was coming into my life so powerfully. And like, it was just like I could feel her in my energy of just like, well, you want to be the queen? Like, okay, let's go. And just, you know. (laughs) Like how it sounds fun, but you also have to like rise to the occasion. Yes, yes. It sounds fun, but of course there's going to be quite the leaps and bounds you have to take. Exactly. And so she started channeling through me, honestly, like spells. I'd gotten deeper into embodiment work. At the most basic level, I recommend everyone start doing breast massage on a very regular basis. Mm. Your breasts are like... Your antlers to the divine, you oh know. Oh my gosh, I love that. As I hold mine right now. We don't that. know how power. So whenever you're just feeling stress or anxiety or disconnected, like our bodies are so powerful. Like really, just even the most simple practice of breast massage is life changing for moving energy and turning yourself back on. And obvious, you know. I really am in the camp that believes that like our central energy is our life force energy, our pleasure energy. Like that's what's so attractive to money, to love, to our desires. I always describe, for example, money as a masculine energy because of how it feels to have it. And most women with a feminine core, meaning like, you know, we really like to be on the receiving side most of the time, mm-hmm. most of what we desire is actually masculine in nature because we're we are biologically wired to look for safety. Right. True. So when we're so turned on in our sensuality and receiving, right, like we create that polarity with what we want. And it's just easier for it to come in rather than our dipping too far into our mass. And of course we have to get things done, but you know what I'm saying. Pushing, 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 pushing while your your whole woman is like, I want to this doesn't feel good. Ah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. And we must just surrender sometimes to the receiving, but at the same time, especially you're in a masculine energy of New York. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm craving that city because I've just been so woo in the flow. When it comes to that masculine energy calling us, it's okay to tap in, but it's also okay to be in flow. And how do you balance the two? Well, 
I think New York makes me feel held because it is masculine. Whereas LA, I felt so floaty. I couldn't ground. But because the energy here is grounded, I feel safer. Interesting. That's very, very I think that's what's going on. So it depends on the context that we're talking about. I think that women get very confused around being in their feminine because there's a lot of distortions around what being in your feminine means, right? The Disney princess the damsel in distress. (laughs) The reason that the divine feminine ascension is so potent on the planet right now within men and women, um, but really women, I mean, because obviously this is what I see most of, really want to start living a new way. Everyone's been sick, adrenal fatigue, burnout. We've all experienced so many shades of this, like we're done. And if you haven't gotten there yet, you will be done when you do. Mm-hmm. Trust me. It's not, again, like we don't do anything. But for example, the way that I always describe it in business is like you create the masculine structure so that your feminine can feel held, right? So this is where business strategy does matter. This is where marketing does matter. This is where like we want to have the stru- the support system matters. We want to have the structure there so that we and our body can be in our feminine, generate ideas, tell the people about the ideas and sell and do the things with ease because everything around us is stable and working and supported. So, right, that's the opposite of, for example, just winging it in your business, seeing what sticks, not really knowing what you're doing and like da 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 <laughs> Like experiment within a container that's holding you. Oh, man. I'm just like laughing at myself as you're saying this. Why? Because I definitely just wing a lot of things. I'm not super structured, but that's something that I'm working on this year. Well, Raquel, you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank- I do flow with the universe, but I know that I have been receiving a lot of pings. I think that's one of the reasons why it seems like the universe is guiding me to New York is because it wants me to be somewhere grounded and structured. I also do feel called to go to LA somewhat because I loved it there and I lived there for eight years. But I think I am really craving that, like you said, held energy of New York. I think that that's a perfect description. Yeah. And it's just like, and I'm totally, we're still, I'm not taking away us, you know, following, following our intuitions, huge self-trust is huge. All of this is enormous. I'm not saying like, all of a sudden we become bro marketers. I'm saying there's enough like stability and at least high level strategy within, for example, our business, that's the easiest example to give, that works. But I think inside of, let's talk about love because this comes up with a lot of my clients who drastically change their relationships. So women, a lot of times will try to receive love like through an energy of over mothering Mm. because women were taught like a lot of suffering and like you know what I mean that we you know like when the the helicopter mom who gets her value from like being overly involved you know like that kind of energy or we try to like control to feel safe and we all know that's not very sexy (laughs) so we do it in small ways right But if we think about being in our feminine, it's this like leaned back, trusting energy. Oh, sorry. I got so sidetracked. But I want – I'm going to come back to that. But the divine feminine and the ascension on the planet, part of the reason that it's happening so clearly right now is because obviously the systems on the planet are not working. I don't have to tell anyone to take a look around the world. And this is amazing. Everything dark that is coming up to clear. And the divine feminine is stepping forward because we have to start doing things a new way and in a more embodied way where like we're dan- – the masculine and feminine are dancing together. It's not like women are going to run the world. It's like let's all tango, you know? Yes, dance together. Let's all tango. Let's all tango. And 
Um, that is happening for a reason. And that's why people are desiring it so deeply. And I really do feel like it's the return to this modern day medicine moment and like waking that back up within us. Because I was listening to this book. I want to say it was, what's Barbara Marciniak's book about the Pleiadians? Bringers of the Dawn. I think this is where I heard it. I could be wrong. Could it be another book? But I think she says inside of there, like, it's like basically the way I'm going to sum it up in my words is the greatest trick of the matrix is teaching people not to feel and being so disconnected from our emotions. So when I was talking about the body is the portal, like we have to actually turn back on our feelings. And so even inside of partnership, right, we'll just, we'll live at the surface of our feelings and try to, even dating and partnership everywhere, we'll live at the surface of our feelings and like react from that place, which ends up feeling very stiff and controlled. And it's the opposite of like our yummy, juicy, flowing feminine energy. And so it becomes very hard for us to like receive what we desire or the communication that we desire, et cetera. And I feel when we actually allow ourselves to feel, fully feel, not be afraid of our feelings, like 100% all the way in. Like, for example, I love anger release. So many women are so angry. And like, I'm not angry. I'm like, you're the angriest. Um, (laughs) Because underneath all of our people pleasing and good girl stuff is a lot of anger and resentment. Because how did we wind up that way? By being like, okay, okay, okay. I mean, no, but I'm saying yes. I mean, no, but I'm saying yes. Okay, okay, yes, okay. Ma'am. Of course we're angry. <laughs> so sometimes we have to uh-huh. dig to get the emotions out, but you learn to feel and you learn that feeling is safe. And when you feel safe and you're so much more turned on, right, of course that people are going to be robots who have no access to their feelings, obviously. Um, But when you're so turned on, like life is different and, you, and you're not so afraid of not being able to handle things because when you can feel your feelings, when you can feel safe inside your feelings, you can transmute them, then you feel secure in your body that like I can handle anything. And when you feel like you can handle anything, you don't have to be defensive in business or money. And you know, it doesn't really matter where it is. Like you don't have to be defensive. You don't have to put the shield up, right? You don't have to have the armor up. You're just you, you know? And then the, oh, and like, so women are wanting to be more empowered um, because we don't have examples of that. We have like the hardcore, we have like the damsel in distress, and then we wound up with like the hardcore feminist, mm-hmm. I can do it better than he can, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. And that is like, of course, equality, but we all, like I've seen women yell at men in the grocery store for holding the door open for them. A little intense. Like we don't need to be, like sometimes Miss Independent can go a little too far. I mean, and the feminists, we do need to be heard in many ways. I mean, I feel like we've been grounding a lot in the messaging of for a while, we just had the defense up for a bit. And now- And we probably had to. Yes, exactly. Now we've, like you were talking about, felt the emotions and allowed ourselves to experience them. So for a long time, collect like this is a collective issue for a long time everybody was putting on the smile and the people pleasing face and that's why I think we were so angry and women were yelling when men were holding the door open for them but now it's like collectively of course there's individuals that still might feel that but I feel like collectively we've expressed our anger and now it's time to ground right and it's so the empowered version just like we still have boundaries you know and I think this is the dance where you ask me like how do we balance the two is like an empowered woman 
and her feminine isn't, it's not that you're always like soft and whatever all the time. We're very, we have a lot going on. We're complex. We've got fire. We've got it all. Yes. Yeah. Like think about goddess Kali. You know, this isn't about like you're being a nice girl. It's it's the exact opposite of being a nice girl. Yeah. Yeah. You have boundaries. She's a fierce. Yeah. She's fierce. Mm -hmm. And like you have boundaries and you're embodied in your boundaries, but it's more like yeah. you don't always have to shout and scream. I'm not talking about feminism right now. I'm just talking about like inside of our life, no, or yeah. dating or whatever. Yeah. You don't have to shout and scream yeah. about your boundaries. They're felt by other people. Yeah. And of course we have to say a boundary sometimes, but it's like the difference between kind of still carrying this like very young maiden energy where you're always having to like tell everybody everything like da da You know how we were when we were younger. <laughs> I love that term, though, that expression, though, young maiden energy. 100%. We all do it because there's no graduation. We're not taught. This society rewards, like, eternal youth, not just in the physical but in life. But then you don't actually get anything out of it. It's hard. True. Mm. See, this is why women are so drawn to you, Jocelyn, as you're speaking from our hearts. Thank you. And to be honest, you're talking about you want to share more about love when you find that relationship. But I feel like you're such a great example of owning and feeling empowered in who you are without the man and just being single. I love being single, you know, and I I love seeing women who who are thriving, feeling happy in their single world as well, because people are always wanting to throw this idea in our face that we need to find a man when we will in time, but... And the thing is, like, I have full confidence. I mean, this is another interesting... You were asking me about what I'm happiest about earlier. This is the probably the first time in my life that I have felt so at peace. Like, I'm not looking for love. You know, I had a very fun season of dating, and I really like playing with, like, masculine energy and, like, <laughs> seeing how it affects my money and, like, yum, yum, yum. And obviously, when you're dating people, are like... <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. And, like... <laughs> I love the energy of like the man like doing the things and planning the things. Like I love how that feels inside my life. And I got to, you know, this summer I really wanted to date a lot. And so I did. And I learned a lot. And it was also juicy and yummy and fun. But also like I feel I genuinely, it's honestly kind of confused me at the beginning because I feel so full. I'm not like, well, when, like I feel certain that he's on his way. But I don't feel like there's no gap. I don't feel a void. I don't feel I'm good. Like I just, it's like the way I'm explaining is I feel so good with me. And obviously, you know, you could say too that maybe I don't even want it that much right now. I do in life, yeah. but like mm-hmm. I don't feel this yearning thing right now. You know, uh, we're definitely on a similar frequency when it comes to that area because same. I remember I have a friend and, you know, she had previously had her time in love and then she called in the most amazing man. And you've heard this so many times. And, you know, when I was like, oh, I heard her talking about like when it happened, she was like, when I just didn't care anymore. And I was like, OK, well, if I'm going to be single for the rest of my life, that's fine. I'm still going to be happy. And of course, that's when he showed up. And I remember always hearing stuff like that from because there's women who've created love on very on purpose. And then there's a lot of women where they just finally were like, whatever. And then there he is. And I never understood how they would get to whatever. And then I found myself in whatever. And I was like, through all this other work and the embodiment work and also just healing like 
this past, this lifetime, past lifetime, generational Mm. trauma, all the things. I'm very into like quantum healing. And all of a sudden I was good. So I also feel like, um, you know, I'm able to help women step into that energy. And that's why so many of them end up in relationship, relationships that were rocky, turning around, or ones that really need to go really, like it becomes clear as the sky is blue. You know, it just happens. Um, Because it's just about who we're being, you know? Yes. Life is responding to who we're being. Yes, absolutely. And you're also in the romantic energy of New York. It's one of our more romantic cities in the States. And so I understand Ooh. how love is something that is an aura that you feel like you're walking into daily. And so it makes sense that it's very apparent. I love dating here. Yeah, you're right. I have not thought about that. It's fun dating here. Men are very in their masculine here, which I enjoy. Unlike Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) That's a huge generalization. It just attracts different types. So I've really enjoyed the men in New York. Um, And of course, people have horror horror stories everywhere. You know what I'm saying. And you're right, like the architecture, all the yummy restaurants, like all the places to be outside. I just... I love it here. And I do feel more embodied in my feminine in New York, which makes... To most people, no sense. That's beautiful. (laughs) I know. That's interesting, actually, that you feel more embodied there. Because I feel like one of the reasons why I want to go there is to embody more of the masculine. Well, that's uh, there. Who knows? That's a a theory of mine. I don't know why. Like I said, I don't know why I have the call. But, of course, my monkey mind's going to be like, oh, it's probably this. It's probably this. It's probably that. But I'll only know when I go. Just visit, right? Yeah. So that's like the part where we just trust the feminine but do the thing. Absolutely. I love talking more about this embodiment and embodiment work. I know that you do embodiment work. What is it exactly and how does that impact the human's mind, their body, and their soul? I mean, embodiment's such a big word and obviously we hear it on the internet all the time. But the way that I think about it most broadly is like, It's just, it creates, so like whether you're actually working with, so, okay, the way I go about it is like we have our physical body, we have our energy body, we have our emotional body. So within our physical body, especially as women, we are carrying lifetimes within our lineage, past lifetimes everywhere of things that have happened to us, energetic imprints, especially inside our womb and especially inside our heart space. And one in three women have experienced sexual trauma. This is very real, right? So when we, and even if you think it wasn't, like, I just, have you ever met a woman who has not had some incident, even if it's not capital T trauma? I don't think I have. I don't think I have either. And I know the statistic is one in three, but point being, that's that's showing you. And remember that when our womb, we're literally living in our mother's room, we're going to pick up anything that she's feeling that she's gone through as well. So basically we carry, it's like our womb is this library of everything that's ever happened to us from this lifetime or before. And we keep birthing through the womb, birthing through the womb, birthing through the womb and our lineage. And we have to tend to our womb space. It is not like when that part of your body feels free and turned on, like when you actually, like I now can feel like even just talking about it, like I feel pleasure and in, in my, you know, in my whole like pelvis area, but I didn't used to be able to just feel it that fast. 
right? So that's the energy that makes us feel like sensual and grounded. Or when we see another woman, you're just like, oh, yum, like she's just dripping wet, like she feels good, you know? That's what's turned on inside of her. Mm-hmm. Because her Shakti energy or her life force energy is so alive. So I feel like healing that space is really important. I mean, there's so many ways we do it, whether it be cervix armoring or something energetic, like working with wands, et cetera. Mm, okay. Do you mind describing them in a little more detail? What do you mean? The practice of how we can. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So the wand work, I just experienced having other women do it with me, you know, And I was like, this is such a beautiful art because you don't really like go to school for that. (laughs) Right. What I mean? Or like, there's no like, here's your school, cervic wands and yoni eggs. (laughs) We kind of had to figure it out. So it was other women doing it with me. And I just realized over time, like the impact, but it's basically entering your womb space, you know, with the wands and you know, you go through a guided process and, you know, get your body all oiled up and warm and all the things. And it's just really an exploration. And where it goes is really going to be dependent on who's leading and where they take you because like all other work, you know, it's more about like the resonance of the person that you're with. You know what I mean? Even more than exactly what you're doing, how we can go to breath work with one person and breath work with another and have totally different experiences because that energetic compatibility is really important. Um, But so then it just takes you into an exploration. So sometimes we'll find out there's pain or we're numb or, you know, it's just, it's, it's very like, it's a nonlinear thing. But so for example, we had it in my mastermind that's running now, Feminine Magic Money, which I know I mentioned before. And one of the women afterwards, just to talk about the results of it, like she had this has never happened in her life. She had five orgasms the next time she had sex. Whoa. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's great. (laughs) She was like, I have never felt that safe with a man in my life. He wasn't even her partner. So it's not like there's a lot of established safety. She's like, what just happened? And all these women started making more money. Like it's our pleasure frequency is so felt. And the yoni egg, I don't have a deep practice with that. I'll just put – I just, like, put it in and, like, wh- and just have it hang out. Yeah. But when you start combining everything, right, if you're doing, like, the breath work, the breast massage, the cervix yarmulene, and doing the energetic work, right, because I do a lot of that inside my containers as well. You know, I talked about quantum healing, and it's all – it's just a lot of, like, mystical work where I take women through, like – cord cuttings, visiting past lives, visiting things from our, revisiting things from our present life and just releasing all the weight and releasing all the stories. We do a lot of like future self calling in. So like call her into the present now, self-forgiveness. And one of my clients, she was shown during a process we were doing, it was for her, shown to her as like the book of life. And they were like, well, you can stop worrying. Do you want to see the last page? She was like, what? Like, basically, like, this is where you're going. Stop sweating it. Wow. Women just have these crazy psychic turn-ons. And so to me, sometimes when I say embodiment, it feels a little – it's deep, but that feels surface level because then women will be like, well, I've been dancing around and practicing sex magic. Why am I not receiving more? You know, only doing that piece of it. I'm like, because it goes deeper. Like, so there's a physical body, but this energetic piece and the emotional piece and actually learning to, like, feel your feelings and transmit your emotions and work like I'm really into spells and like work with energy, then you get everything moving and things just start 
unfolding and doors begin opening and it sounds so crazy and mystical but like this is the feminine the feminine is the void it's not a linear space absolutely and first i mean there's so many different layers we need to deal there we have to see what what conditioning is around us on a surface level for this human in this life yeah i'm curious more about this quantum healing and quantum leaping experience and how we can you know tap into that so we can heal more i literally i feel this like vibration in my body when you bring it up because I really feel like (laughs) this is the way forward. And it's funny because I was listening to another podcast that's pretty well known and I heard someone say quantum healing and I literally just made it up to sum up the experience of the work. And I was like, oh, this is like becoming- It's a thing. Not saying she heard it from me, (laughs) but it's it's a thing. And I had never heard, like I just started saying it. I never heard it anywhere. But what happened was the way that it was coming through me with clients and even when I had other healers or they would come into my business container and I would see them before they would see them. I'm like, oh, you're a quantum healer. Like, I would just know. And so what it is or how I explain it is basically it's like you time travel in your healing in this way where – you know how like the stage one that we learned is like inner child work, right? And like reprogramming your brain and all of those things that are very effective – but sometimes we hit these places where we're like, okay, I've really been at this and I've received more, but I still don't feel all the way there. Or, you know, I realized I was carrying around a lot of generational trauma around money because it made no sense that I financially destroyed myself. I grew up well off, but inside, uh, but my dad is the, you know, a rags to riches story inside of my lineage was a ton of addiction, financial chaos other than him. So I still literally carried, like, I know that's where I got the anxiety that I had. I carried that level of fear and scarcity around money, even though I grew up well off. It made no sense. Everything was always paid for. Like there was, I had no experiences other than the one I created. This was generational 10,000%. Then a lot of women will end up feeling like they're witch wounds. That's usually a past life other than like religious trauma, a past life situation. I literally started having, so I'd be in healing sessions. Okay, hold on, let me back. So quantum healing is being able to travel across timelines in your healing experience and be able to look at your present life trauma, generational and past life together. And it's not that you see every single thing every time, but what ends up happening is whatever needs to come up in that moment comes up. So I've led women through processes where something that is like, let's say we're all in a group for one woman, a huge past life memory will come up to clear, to address for her to understand. And for another woman, it'll be something that happened in her childhood. But I started having past life visions for myself and for other people, but it was like not looking for them. So inside these experiences, whatever needs to come up, that's really at the root of whatever is going on for you rather than you digging around for what thing happened in your childhood when you were 12 that's leading to this and you still can't figure it out and you've been looking for years. It's probably not there. It's somewhere else, you know? So it's just the the energy of the work. And this is what I talk about being the modern day medicine woman, right? Like sometimes being the medicine woman isn't logical, but like medicine women are real. Witches are real, real or wouldn't have needed to burn them. This is all real. We've just been told that it's not. So this drastically collapses your timeline for healing. So you're not just talking about things for 100 years. You're actually rapidly calling your lost parts back home. This is all a journey. It's not fixing yourself. It's not changing yourself. 
It's all a remembrance of who you really are and who you're here to be in this lifetime. And it's letting go of everything that is pulling on you from being that woman and receiving like that woman. And it just happens fast because this is the frequency, you know, you've probably felt and everyone listening has felt how time moves so fast now. That's not like a your imagination or you're just older and busier. Time is energetically moving faster. There was even a period in 2020 where the earth was actually spinning. Yeah, like spinning faster than ever than it has since the 60s. So like I read energy more than I'm more than anything. And like I feel I've been saying this for two years. I'm like, time is moving faster, time is moving faster which means everything gets to happen faster. Your healing gets to happen faster. Your desires get to come in faster. But we that doesn't that's not to put you in like a go search for it and run. It's like, okay, well, how can I step start working with this energy? Okay, well, cool. Let me check out, you know, some of these other healing practices and experiences that are available because I've been doing the work, but I want more and I do not want to take so long. <laughs> You know, it's energetic. It's real. And I've heard other people say it too, who are, you know, kind of in this part of the space that I'm in. It's, it's absolutely real. But the thing is your physical body has to be able to handle it. Right. Because otherwise, haven't you gone through these phases where you're so tired, you can barely move in the past couple of years? Oh yeah. You know, like these, so sometimes we're getting huge upgrades, right? Sometimes the planet is getting upgrades. And like, if we're sensitive women, we just feel it. Even if it's not hot, even if it's not really playing out in our personal life. Oh my gosh. Last year. Oh, yep. Yeah. Right. So we have to get our physical and our energetic bodies strong enough. I'm always talking about like expanding our capacity So that as time speeds up, as like the reason so much, look at even how things are unfolding on the planet. They're unfolding at lightning speed, including the dramas, right? Uh That's all representative of time speeding up. Everything's happening faster. So our bodies have to actually be able to handle it so we don't get wiped out because your spiritual body is going to move faster than your physical body. And that's why these practices like breast massage, cervix yarming, breath work, dance, self-pleasure, all of that stuff really helps, yes, clear, you know, a certain level of trauma and energetic imprints and bring you home back to you. It also prepares your body to hold more and be in the side of this more like elevated frequency that is available on the planet right now. Mm, so it's probably so important as well to allow yourself time to slow down every day. Yes. I spend, I mean, I have fast, fiery energy, but I spend a lot of time by myself, out with my dog. Like you have to tend to your body and make your body your first priority. I'm taking all the supplements, which I didn't used to do so consistently, drinking a gallon of water a day, <laughs> long walks. Like yep. it, it's life-changing to put your body first and then move from there. I can't even fathom what it would feel like knowing the intensity of the world right now. I can't imagine what it would feel like if you – weren't taking that time for yourself and slowing down. So I hope that everyone listening considers that. Are there mom? We're busy. We're moms. We're taking our pets. We're taking our kids. We're running businesses. And it falls off in these sneaky ways. I'm like, book the massage for every two weeks. Take care of yourself because you're the start for anything that you desire. You're the start of all of it. Oh, man. Okay. I can't believe that the hour is almost up because there's so many more things, especially – 
in the midst of this conversation that I want to ask you. So you're going to have to come on for a second time, Jocelyn, just so you know, because I have so many more things to ask you, but oh my God. especially about yeah. magic and spells and psychic <laughs> gifts and I manifesting and more on quantum leaping yes. and like all the things that I love as well that turn me on to everything. So I actually really want to ask you, what are some spells that you love to do? Spells that I love to do. So I like to also teach women to, because it channeled to me. So I'm like, I also, you know how we said everyone has this magic inside of them. So there is a way in which like, I do think it helps people to find what's good for them. And also I can't teach everything because women are paying. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? To learn. (laughs) You don't need to go through like a comprehensive thing. A comprehensive thing. Okay. So here's, here it is at a high level though, because I do think everyone can anchor into this. So I feel like when I talk about being a witch, um, I feel like where we get confused is we think of like the Halloween style witch, right? Like the black eyeliner, black nails, the kind of the gothic vibes. I'm like, that's not what it is. (laughs) It's a woman who has turned on to herself Turn that's one expression if you want to do that, but like you get what I'm saying, turned on herself, tuned into the divine, and connected to the elements. So, I like to work with the elements, whether it be right, like fire, water, um, dirt to represent the earth. I guess wind, I don't bring in as much, but you could do something outside, whatever feels really like you know, we, we tend to be attracted. So, for me, they're fire and water always feel very strong for me. And my chart is mostly fire and, you know, and a lot of some Scorpio, of course, so intense. Um, mm. So it makes wow. sense, right, that I'm mostly drawn to fire and water. But it's really this practice of calling on your guides, calling on your team, calling on whichever goddesses you work with that you would like to support you. And like, I can always just, especially as I've helped so many women in this space, it's like, I can feel them now. Like I can feel them when they're here. It'll kind of like, like I call them forward and they come up behind my back, you know, when I'm holding space. I love that. And then I do like to use candles. I do like to anoint them based on what we're doing. I use a lot of essential oils and it's basically like working with your team to help you put in motion what you desire and you bring in all the elements and do your thing. And it becomes this like very deep kind of, it feels like a deep spiritual experience. Like it's pretty potent. And you get to also like read. So I like to read the flames too. So they could be like, crackling or I've had, this sounds insane, but I once had two wicks come together. I I was like, and literally create a split flame, which I'd never seen in my life, not in real life, maybe in a movie, <laughs> and then come back together. And I was like, what is going Magic. on? That's beautiful. Magic. I know. And it just channeled through what so what means what for who? Because it really depends on what the person is wanting and what they're asking for. Um, but I would start, you know, if you're wanting to do it on your own, I think all these things are kind of stronger. I mean, I guess I started doing it on my own because it channeled. It was just, I was supposed to teach it. That's why it came through me first, you know. But I think it's worthwhile to start playing around for sure. And then, so we do all the things. I also like to do a process at the end of receiving 
helping people receive their messages because sometimes we forget. We go through this whole thing and then like we don't – so much information. We're always receiving information, um, but a lot most of the time we're not present enough to hear it or understand it. But lots of times when we're in a state like this, um, just kind of the energy that you're going to be in if you're doing something like this, so everything's coming through. So I do – like to encourage everyone, honestly, no matter what kind of practice you're doing, whether it be spells or anything energetic or meditative or whatever you're doing, to journal at the end so you can capture everything. Like almost in a way of automatic writing where you're not like, this is how I feel, da, da, da. You literally just write whatever comes through you because that's the message. You know, it doesn't need to make any sense. And then you explore it then. And so what I see happen afterwards, and I'm always telling everyone, I'm like, okay, we went through this whole big thing. So that's kind of, you know, high level. This whole thing. And don't be surprised if, let's say you're calling in something big, immediately you get shown something triggering or that needs to get worked out or whatever. It's like you put – so now you've put the energy in motion. Your team is like, we hear you. We forget to even talk to them or work with them. Everything's happening. But as with any other manifestation, most of the time it's like we move forward in energy and action and then we're shown what needs to rearrange, get worked out, heal. Like sometimes it's something physical we need to do. Sometimes it's something we need to say. Sometimes it's something we need to heal. Like it can take on so many forms. But there's always something that's required on our part for the thing to come in. And sometimes the thing just comes in if you're actually genuinely aligned for that. And like I also say too, when we're inside of our spells, I'll put the frequency of time that I desire. So let's say you're in a deep healing space, like maybe you need to ask for the healing to be as peaceful and graceful as possible because it's been so intense, you know? Or... But with money, maybe you're like asking for speed, whatever it is. But don't forget, like we can bend time. This is like, this is a thing. Man, I always, I always think about divine timing. So I love hearing that we can bend time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just feel like all this mastery is really learning how to be a wedge. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Honestly, and I keep feeling more called. So I told you that my grandma on my mom's side was LDS. Yeah. And she was an angel. But, but my grandma on my dad's side was a witch or she had a lot of witch practices. And I learned recently, years after I already started the podcast, my dad's like, oh, you've got tarot. Oh, my mom was all about tarot. Oh, my mom loved to have seances. Oh, wow. When I was doing like a gothic circle. Oh, my mom loved to, she always read our tea, our tea leaves. Oh, my mom played with fire and did that. And I was like, why didn't you ever tell me this before? Tell me all of this. (laughs) No wonder you're so curious. You're like, tell me more. What do I do? (laughs) Now it's made me feel even more of a nudge to get more into it knowing that she because I feel such a strong connection with her knowing that she was very much into connecting with nature in this way to create spells of magic imagine Raquel when you talk about her I feel her it was like this presence just like showed up because I get this feeling when they come like I feel like I'm levitating oh my gosh I have chills because I feel like I feel you feel her if that makes sense. Whoa, that's so crazy. I love this. <laughs> you have to get it. It's, it changes your – like this is what I mean by the remembrance. We're like this is already in my lineage. This isn't like – yeah, of course, we learn a lot of things that we consciously don't remember how to do. But like in these past lifetimes or inside of our lineage, there's also a lot of gifts that we haven't fully turned on with this being one of them. 
but they're already there. It's not just healing. It's activation too. Man, I have so many chills. Do you have any time for a quick rapid fire? Yeah. Very quick because I realize the time, but I just, I can't stop talking with you. And you, like I said, have to come on because there's so much more. I would really love to. I'm really feeling this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And you're talking about time just flying by. I'm like, are you kidding me? This conversation flew by. I know. It's wild. I when I was like, how are we gonna? I'm like, I know I am. Like, you're gonna need to talk fast, Jocelyn. 15 minutes to be insane. <laughs> okay, so rapid fire. Okay. Coffee or tea? Ooh, tea. Really? What kind? Well, if I'm gonna choose for the rest of my life, I also tend to answer these kind of questions based on what I'm doing in the exact moment, not like. Oh, fair. <laughs> I would say ginger in support of my body. And I love how it feels hot in my tummy. I love ginger tea. How about uh, sage or Palo Santo, if any? Palo Santo. Oh, yes. And then favorite form of body movement? Dance. Oh, do you have a favorite crystal? Quartz. Oh, beautiful. I'll work with crystals and the spells. Oh, my. Now I have want to talk about spells for like four hours. Yes. We'll do it. Okay. Everyone listening, I promise I'll bring her back on to talk more about spells. Oh my gosh. Okay. Quartz. Because it's kind of like the master crystal. You can charge it for anything. Amazing. How about your big three? What's my big three? What do you mean? So your, do you know your rising and your moon and your oh, sun? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm an, sorry. I'm an Aries sun. I'm an Aries sun, course. a Sag moon. <gasps> and Scorpio rising. You were talking about your water and fire, and so I feel it. I'm a fire girl as well, so. What's yours? Um, I'm a double Leo, so my sun and moon are Leo. I know. (laughs) And then my... I love Leo women. (laughs) I talk so many. (laughs) Oh, man, we're wild. And then my rising's Cancer. Oh, I love that. That's where your softness comes from. Yeah. Like, that's what's felt for. (laughs) I definitely tap into the cancer side during podcasts it's like my church but I do have a fire I definitely have a fire I believe it <laughs> I love it yum okay yeah those are my big three <laughs> <laughs> what is your happy place oh the beach Ah, oh, yes and then animal that you connect with most, if any. My puppy, Brooklyn. Oh, is she okay? Is she coming back soon? Well, yeah, I guess they have to listen to what I said. Oh, wow. <laughs> I asked them to wait. Um, she's, my aunt. she's not my – but, like, she feels like a soulmate. I've had yeah. past life visions of her when I was a witch and I was, like, thrown into the woods. Wow. And she was with me, but she was a cat. <sighs> Wolf, she's been with you. Oh my gosh, I have chills. She's definitely been with me before. And his family rescued me. We can save this for our next conversation. Yes, I've seen her in past lives. (gasps) Okay, so spells, past lives. Oh my, I'm excited for our next conversation. And quantum leaping. And quantum leaping. We have to talk about quantum leaping. My favorite. Please. I'm so excited, Jocelyn. If you could gift everyone, you know, one book. What would it be? Oh, that's so hard. Go. Well, we talked about it earlier. Go listen to Bringers of the Dawn. Honestly, if you want to understand the ways the Matrix after us and how to rewind it and get yourself in that Palladian energy frequency, which sounded kind of out there to me at first until I listened to this book, like that book is an awakening and listen to it. There's a frequency yeah. on her voice is like, uh, like something like I feel like I, I, 
on a cellular level, like I changed when I listened to it. I believe it. I believe it. So for the time, that's my recommendation for right now. That's good. Okay. So this is the last question that I ask all of your magic guests. Okay. How would you advise your own magic listeners to create their own magic? Hmm. Go do something that like really scares you that you've been wanting to do that your future self will be like, fuck yes, girl, get it. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> Fuck yes, girl. It's time. Where can everyone connect with you? You come to my website, jocelynkellery.com. I hang out most on Instagram. It's my full name also. You can let's check out my podcast, Queen Flow. I'm in all the places. I love that name, Queen Flow. Thank you. This has been such a fun conversation, Jocelyn. I feel so good. And I was so stressed earlier dealing with all this puppy stuff. And now I feel like so spiritually connected. It feels delicious. Me too. (laughs) I feel so good. You uplifted my spirit. You uplifted mine. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.